News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. Facebook world, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to stop in this weekend. This You don't want to go next weekend because next weekend is the Super Bowl. You're going to be way too busy. You want to stop in this weekend at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. And just tell them, hey, Mark sent me, so, uh, you know, hook it on up. Hook hook, hook a friend up. Mark sent me. Uh, welcome on into the show. It is episode 171 of On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Uh, broadcasting live from our studios here in Quincy. And uh, I'll tell you what. Just when you thought, oh, man, it's going to be kind of a dull week. You know, you get the same old boring Super Bowl storylines. There's going to be nothing to talk about. Then all of a sudden we get two gigantic coaching hires and we get the re-retirement of the greatest football player of all time. So, uh, you know, uh, we are absolutely loaded today. Uh, Giving you a little preview of what we're going to talk about um, as we uh, sorry, episode one seventy two of On the Mark. I said that one seventy one tonight, one seventy two uh, here on this uh, first weekend of February. Um, what we are going to talk about, obviously, we'll touch on Tom Brady to get started, uh, but more so, um, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about Brady's career because uh, we did that last year, right when he retired. Uh, I want to spend a little bit more time about what this means for the NFL and the teams, you know, currently in the NFL now that Brady is gone. Uh, especially teams that are quarterback needy. We will t- talk Sean Payton to Denver. We will talk D'Amico Ryans to the Houston Texans. I will give you an early preview of Super Bowl 57. On next week's show, though, I'll do a full preview of the bowl, uh, including some prop bets and other things like that. Um, and then uh, to wrap up the show, I want to talk a little uh, NBA All-Star starters and a, a little Pro Bowl uh, non-Pro Bowl action. So let's get it started. You know the drill. Has been headline number one. Tom Brady retires once again, and this time it appears as though it really is for good. For good, for good. Uh, you could hear the emotion in Tom's voice as he was speaking in that video on his social media. And uh, let me just say, I think this is this is it for Tom I, I felt this way last year, so uh, uh, knock on wood, I'm not uh, fooled again. But Tom, I think, sees the writing on the wall. Overall, why do I think he made this decision now? Tom beat time. Tom Brady officially beat time. He is uh, the one guy who you can literally sit there and say, I think he could play easily another two, three years at a level close to what he played this year. And uh, he set records for completions and and yards and and all these other things. I mean, he had a, he had a overall statistically pretty darn good season. But I think Tom seeing the writing on the wall and why it's time to retire now is that Tom knows at this point of his career, even though he beat time and he could still be playing quarterback at a high level, he would need to find perfect situations to give him a chance to make the playoffs and to win Super Bowls. And I don't think Tom at this point wants to just be the guy who's bouncing around on one-year contract to one-year contract, find, trying to find who's got the best offensive line this year, who's got the most winnable division this year, who's in the NFC so I get to avoid Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert and 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 and, and all of the, the slog of quarterbacks in the AFC. And I, I just think Tom was thinking to himself, you know, I could go to the Raiders, but do I really want to battle in that division with that bad offensive line? I could go to San Francisco, but then, you know, it's a lot of travel. I'm far away from my kids and my family, and uh, and and I and then I would have to, you know, hope that the Seahawks take a step back and don't take a step forward with that young up-and-coming roster and they find their quarterback. And i got to hope that Matt Stafford and McVay and the Rams – or fall apart with injuries again, and they don't come back. And I got to learn a whole new offense with Shanahan and and, a, and an aging offensive line and and a, a team that um, has a ton of expectations. And I really want to travel all around and be this kind of one year traveling circus. I think Tom can look at his career now as a whole and look at the Tampa years, especially three years in Tampa, a Super Bowl win, 
a loss in the divisional round in a, a, a wild game, which he played really well against the Rams, who uh, were a team of destiny last year. And then in a year where his team fell apart around him with a new head coach, we can all sit there and say Tom wasn't the issue. He set records for himself at age 45-plus and, uh, and, and, and was not the reason that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – didn't make it further in the playoffs. Won a division, led his team to the playoffs all three years in Tampa. Uh, with a historically bad, bad uh, franchise and a historically uh, dis- uh, dysfunctional franchise that has these years or spurts of, uh, of good play, and Tom Brady made them a consistent winner and a Super Bowl winner in his three-year stint there. And he proved that it wasn't just Bill Belichick, Right. He, he proved a lot. He proved that he beat time, and he proved that he's more than a system quarterback. So I said it last year. I'll say it again. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. Tom Brady is the greatest team sport athlete ever. Tom Brady is the greatest football player ever. And um, there were some people tw- floating around on Twitter when he retired. He announced his retirement early this week that Tom Brady, the NFL, should retire the number 12 across the league. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. How do you honor him in an appropriate way? Um, You know, unless you rename something after him in some sort of way, shape, or form, Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. And And I truly don't think it'll be duplicated. We have some really special talents right now in the NFL, and that's kind of where I want to go to next is like, okay, if you're projecting guys, I mean, look at the guys who are, established veterans who already have a legacy. Rodgers. Rodgers right now, uh, the best thing that Rodgers can do as far as his legacy goes is Rodgers retires as uh, one of the top three quarterback talents of all time. And he's certainly on capable of that. He's on track for that. He might pass Favre in a couple records here, uh, finish top five in most records for quarterbacks if he plays another year or two. Uh, but he's not close to Tom Brady anymore. It's just not It's not comparable at all, especially with the way Rodgers uh, winning in the playoffs and his lackluster performances in big games has gone over the last couple of years. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, his career, uh, a year, as of a year ago, was, to me, a sure-fired Hall of Famer, but um, now just seems up in the air and gone and, and, and could go you know sideways. We'll talk more about Russell later on with Sean Payton, and hopefully he can get it back going the way he wanted it to, and projecting to be maybe a Hall of Fame career. And then you look at some of the young guys, uh, and 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 um, I'll say this right now: I don't need Mahomes' career uh, to totally finish to say Patrick Mahomes is one of the top three quarterback talents we've ever seen in our lives. I mean, there is there is very few people that have played the quarterback position better than him. Now, if you want to start comparing him to Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback ever, um, listen, I, I would like to see a another a couple rings. I would like to see some sustained dominance in, in, in history. But Patrick certainly is uh, making the case because he has already proven that he is one of the greatest quarterback talents to ever play the game. I mean, he's got it all. The arm... The, the mobility, uh, the the accuracy, the leadership, the chip on his shoulder in an odd way, uh, the fire, the competitive nature. He handles himself at the podium extraordinarily well. He's done a ton of winning early. He's got a contract that's going to be very malleable uh, for his team for the next uh, half decade to continue to build around him and give him enough to where he can elevate it and get himself to AFC championships and Super Bowls. And and so he's there. I mean, guys like Allen, guys like Burrow, guys like, um, you know, the Lamar Jacksons, the Trevor Lawrences, you know, these guys have the possibility to put together really great careers. They're all very talented young, young players. But Tom's legacy is set in stone. And Tom Brady is the greatest football player to ever play. Tom Brady is the greatest team sport athlete uh, in in the history of team sports, in my opinion, Tom Brady is on the Mount Rushmore of most influential and most important best athletes ever. It, he what he has done over the span of his career with Belichick, without Belichick, uh, it's um, 
It's really, really special. Uh, so now we say goodbye to Tom's career, right? And now we realize there's a hole that Tom Brady is leaving behind in the NFL. There's a hole, and it's a pretty big hole. Not only with just his legacy, his marketability, but you start to think what teams need a quarterback and where Tom Brady would have fit. Tom Brady was a shoe-in to fit in a couple places. You know, Miami, San Francisco, 49er, uh, the 49ers, the Raiders. I would argue there are 12 uh, to 13 teams that legitimately need a quarterback. I, I, I will say 14 because I'll include the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins need to figure out uh, a life beyond Tua. But if you take out the Dolphins, you get 13 teams. The Niners, the Jets... The Titans, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, the Giants, the Commanders, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons. Yes, that's the whole entire NFC South and the Seahawks. That's 13 NFL teams. Tom Brady leaving makes the Chicago Bears happy, happy campers. The Chicago Bears sit there the one seed, one number one overall pick. And it makes the draft even more important. We we believe there are three quarterbacks who are first-round talents. Levis, Young, and Stroud. Okay? You have 13 teams that need a quarterback. So they got three right there. Levis, Stroud, Young are going to start for three of these 13 teams. This makes the Chicago Bears very, very happy. Uh, I think you'll see NFC South teams. Go all in on these these players. I think the Panthers, Saints, Falcons, Bucks, but the Bucks could go into a full teardown. You know how else this helps the Bucks? The Bucks go on a fire sale. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, a lot of pieces come available. Tristan Wirfs. The Bucks need to go on a fire sale, a complete rebuild, and um, uh, I think this is you know it can be huge for a lot of teams if the Bucks go on a fire sale and a rebuild to try and uh, reset re- and restart their franchise. So huge news for the Chicago Bears because it just makes that number one overall pick and getting your franchise quarterback even more valuable. Teams like the Raiders, teams like the Niners, teams like the Dolphins who thought maybe we had a chance at Tom Brady may now be considering what do we have to trade to give up to go get that number one overall pick to pick the quarterback we want, whether it's Levis Stroud or Young, whoever it might be. That's good news for the Bears. Uh, So you have Levis, Young, and Stroud. As, as three. You know, you got 10 more spots to fill starting quarterbacks in the NFL. This is great news for the Baker Mayfields. This is great news for Geno Smith. It's great news for a lot of guys in the NFL this morning. Um, a Tom Brady retiring, it, it does all of that. It sets off all of these dominoes. Uh, you know, he's, he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest to ever do it. And now, we, you, I could make the argument there are 14 NFL franchises who all, as of this morning, can sit there and say, we need a franchise quarterback. We need to go get someone. There are three guys in the first round worth taking at the at that top five picks. Makes the Bears a, a really, really happy campers because it puts more pressure on other teams. Now that the Niners, now that the Dolphins, now that the Jets – you know, now that the 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 the, uh, the Raiders know they can't sign Tom Brady, they all got to get aggressive. You want Jared Stidham? You want Carson Wentz? You want Geno Smith? Or do you want to go up and get Stroud? You want to go up and get Levis? Do you want to go up and get Bryce Young? Bears are listening. Phone lines are open. Make a call. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, Sean Payton to the Broncos. My full thoughts on this move. And um, it's uh, it's you got to be happy if you're a Broncos fan, but in the long term, what does it really mean for the Broncos and their future? It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Angie's list is... first glance, Terrence and Shania have nothing in common. Terrence is a musician. He's constantly traveling. He's 32 years old, single with no kids, and started smoking when he was 16. 
Shania, on the other hand, just turned 45. She owns a coffee shop. She is married with two kids and has never smoked. What makes Terrence and Shania similar is that they both have been diagnosed with small cell lung cancer, and it was caught early. That's right. Small cell lung cancer can affect anyone. The good news is early lung cancer screenings can detect small cell lung cancer before it spreads, when the disease is most treatable. Join Stand Up to Cancer and Jazz Pharmaceuticals to raise awareness of small cell lung cancer and accelerate the pace of research. Ask your healthcare provider about screening options that might be right for you or a loved one. Visit standuptocancer.org slash lung to learn more. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you, as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. What I love so much about Cunis is that they have an incredible network of dealers. So if you're sitting out there going, Mark, you talk all about Cunis Honda Hyundai, and it's like, well, to be honest, Mark, I'm not a Honda or Hyundai guy. Don't worry. I found my truck, not a Honda or Hyundai, through Cunis's network of dealers. I went into the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, shopped online with them. They had the truck for me in Quincy from hundreds of miles away in the dealership the next day. Test drove it, paid for it, deal done, paying less than I was paying in the vehicle I was in before in a, for a brand new truck. Uh, they're miracle workers. They really are. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, a used vehicle, any type of vehicle, and you do not include Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy in your plan, shopcunis.com, you're just doing it wrong. I, I'm sorry. You're just, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Tell them Mark sent you when you stopped by the dealership this weekend and uh, show off your new ride next weekend at the Super Bowl party that you're hosting. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, welcome on back. Let's jump into it. We're done talking about Brady. Hespin headline number two. Sean Payton uh, to Denver. So the official trade, because they had to trade for him, is the Saints get the Broncos 2023 first rounder, their 2024 second rounder for Payton and a 2024 third rounder from the Saints. Um, Listen, my... My first reaction to this would be I'm confused as to why Sean Payton thinks this is the right move for him and his legacy as a coach. Sean Payton is the prettiest girl at the dance. <laughs> he, he, everyone, uh, Justin Herbert, the Chargers got to fire him, go get Sean Payton. You know, he, he's the most uh, you know, attractive coaching candidate out there. And maybe the check was so big from the Walmarts that Peyton and his wife looked at each other like, we just can't can't pass up this kind of money because it's going to be guaranteed. It'll be, you know, generational help them changing money. And, and, and maybe that's what it's all about. And uh, maybe Sean Peyton uh, is, is so confident in himself that he can go in there and turn Russell Wilson back into a pro bowler and back into a Super Bowl contending quarterback. And say to himself, even if I don't win a Super Bowl, if I get if I get Russell Wilson to the playoffs, competing in big games against Patrick Mahomes and the other great quarterbacks in the AFC, it'll seal my legacy as one of the great co- coaches and the great quarterback whisperer of all time. Maybe that's what Sean Payton's thinking. Because that's the only way I can convince myself that this makes any sense at all, if I'm Sean Payton. I, I just... To me, Denver Denver was nuclear waste. I want nothing to do with it. And you saw good quality coaching candidates smart enough to stay away. Denver is a roster that's solid. It's not special. It's solid. You know, I love Jerry Judy. I love Corton Sutton. Uh, I think you need to work on your running backs, get some injuries there. You know, you have a shaky but solid offensive line. Patrick Sertan on defense is, is is a good young player. 
But, I mean, what else? What else do you love from this Denver roster? And then you have a quarterback who all, you know, reports and signs point to the fact that his teammates don't really like him. He rubbed people the wrong way. And to be honest, it just seems like he wants to be a superstar and help Ciara's career, his wife's career, more than he was committed to being just a really great football player. Now, Sean Payton also could see and have had probably had talks with Russell Wilson. In fact, I've heard reports that Russell Wilson reached out to Sean and they legally had some meetings. And uh, maybe they've come to some sort of agreement. And maybe that Russell is is going to put ego and pride and all these other things aside and, and get back to being coached hard in the nitty-gritty of the football field and uh, and being uh, set an example of and, 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 and coming in and working with his teammates. But, I mean, listen, the, the Denver Broncos don't have a ton of uh, draft capital at all. Uh, they don't have a, a, a ready-to-win-now, built-now roster to go out and compete. They have a quarterback who, at this moment, in the AFC alone, you you have to make the argument that he's a top seven. Like, in the AFC, going into the AFC next year, you obviously put Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Lamar, if he stays in the AFC, um, Herbert, all of them are ahead of Russell Wilson Obviously, that's six. You then start to make the argument for Russell when, uh, you know, him, Deshaun Watson, him, Derek Carr, if he stays in the AFC. Like, that's how bad it was this year. That's how much of a disaster it was this year. So, Sean Payton has got a gigantic, gigantic task in front of him. And now, Sean Payton is very capable, very talented. And Sean Payton's probably getting the security of a five, six year mega deal. I, I mean, I bet we're talking five years, a hundo mil, guaranteed. It's got to be close to that. The Walmarts can pay for it, right? I know they're not the Walmarts, but the Waltons. The Walmarts can pay for it. So it is going to be massive. And so, uh, you know, if you're a Broncos fan, you have to feel like this. You have to feel like you know Sean Payton's not going anywhere. And you have to feel that he's got two years to turn around with Russell Wilson. And the contract does have some outs, hopefully, in two years from now, if it's still disaster, that you you have Sean Payton, you have then draft capital, and you can move on from Russell Wilson if it's if the worst comes to worse. And and at the best case scenario, if you're Denver, you make the playoffs next year, you kind of a miraculous turnaround. And you say, all right, now now you can maybe sell it to free agents. Now you can pitch to the rest of the league like, hey, don't you want to come to Denver? Look, Peyton turned it around in one year. The Denver Broncos made the playoffs. Maybe they outplayed the Chargers and and uh, and you know snuck into the playoffs as a wild card team behind uh, behind the Chiefs. And you know they put up a really good fight. Maybe they upset uh, uh, you know the the division winning. Uh, Jaguars in the first round and, 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 you know, put up a decent fight against the Chiefs in the, in the divisional round of the playoffs. You can sell that, right? You can sell, hey, that's a gigantic improvement. And then, and then you build on it. But, but just getting to that stage, what I just said is going to be monumental. Take a monumental coaching effort, an incredible draft this year with, with very little draft capital. And uh, and hopefully being able to go out and get some key free agents when you don't have a ton of money to spend. So good luck to the Broncos. I'm not rooting against you. I, let's just be real. Let's just be honest here, right? Let's just be honest. There's a ton of work to do. Sean Payne's the guy to do it. I'm just confused as to why Sean wanted this challenge. I'm just confused. Sean could have been king in the castle. Anywhere else, Carolina, Houston, where you sit there and you get all the power you want, you can go get the quarterback you want, and you can make it happen. But he must believe in Russ. He must have some faith in Russ. And that check from the Waltons is probably very juicy. So you can't blame him too much. 
You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we will uh, start to take a look at Super Bowl 57. I will give you my first initial preview. Well, I'm not going to pick the game, but I'll, I'll start to break down this game and the larger picture of this game. On the Mark, News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. From the Salvation Army, welcome to Heartbeat. Think of the topics we're supposed to stray away from at a dinner table. Thanksgiving dinner was great until Dad brought up politics, right? While dinner may not be the place for it, it's actually quite healthy for a family and for the church to discuss some hard and controversial topics. Under the right circumstances, a conversation within the church about a sensitive subject can help us grow in our faith and as a community. The author Jason Jimenez says, Think of a disagreement with a Christian friend as more like a baseball game than a boxing match. There will be swinging, but not at each other. So don't be afraid to discuss difficult topics with a fellow Christian, but use wisdom, empathy, and timing in your conversation to help each other grow. For more episodes of Heartbeat, visit SalvationArmyRadio.org. Parenting is hard. Technology can make it harder. The family media plan developed by the American Academy of Pediatrics helps make it easier. Go to HealthyChildren.org forward slash media plan to create the media plan that's right for your family. Whether you make a full plan or just choose a few parts that matter the most to your family, HealthyChildren.org forward slash media plan is an easy-to-use tool that will help your family set media priorities and create healthy digital habits in line with your family's values. You'll also get practical tips to help make the plan work. And you can come back to revise your plan as often as you need to, like at the beginning of each school year or during summer and holiday breaks. Raising kids in the age of screens is easier when you have a plan. Go to HealthyChildren.org forward slash media plan and make your plan today. My whole identity had been wrapped up in being a soldier. To have that so violently ripped from me when I was wounded, I was lost for a very long time. When Wounded Warrior Project came into my life, being around the other warriors, people that had similar experiences that I did, it was a game changer for me. Having King join the group, that was the beginning of a really good friendship. It's a, it's, a, it's a good time. I first heard about Wounded Warrior Project through CQ. And at first I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I qualify. But having been a part of it, it's kind of taught me that it's not just the wounds that you can see, but it's those that you can't. When you do something like a peer support group with Wounded Warrior Project and come together from different walks of life, man, the growth is incredible. If not for Wounded Warrior Project, I really don't think that I'd be here today. See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash combat stigma. Veterans, whatever you're going through, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. As a Walgreens forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Cloudy skies today with daytime highs approaching 52. Winds out of the southwest 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, lows level off around 34. Mainly sunny skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 53. Right now, 34. Welcome on back to On the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You gotta ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and select used vehicles. Uh, bumper to bumper. Everything they got going on over there is just incredible. They have a brilliant service department. Uh, when you shop with Cunis, you are going to be taken care of. Tell them Mark sent you when you get into the dealership, all right? Excuse me, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Okay, so we now focus on the game at hand. A, a week from tomorrow, Super Bowl 57 in Arizona, Chiefs and the Eagles. Now, if you remember, all right, all right, all right, I picked the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. If you want me to reflect a little bit on last week's championship games, oh, I will. Don't worry. Let's let's jump into that right now before I preview the game here a little bit. Uh, not going to make my picks yet. I'll make them next Saturday, the day before the game. Um, but 
listen, I you know, people want to get all upset about the refs. I'll just say this. I, I do think when you look back at the Chiefs versus the Bengals, there were a bunch of bad calls in that game, and there were a bunch of missed calls in this game. I think that both sides got some. I do think overall the refereeing favored the Chiefs. I think that's pretty obvious. I don't think that's controversial to say. Uh, but I think the biggest takeaway for me was these teams are very evenly matched. And these teams are the type of teams that um, really have now developed a great rivalry. And we have this incredible, incredible rivalry trio in the AFC from three teams in three different divisions. And if the Jaguars can now become a consistent player in that, and we all of a sudden have a rivalry of, of four really great teams from four different divisions in the AFC with teams then like the Ravens playing a factor uh, and, and maybe the Dolphins playing a factor, the Patriots getting back involved, uh, maybe, who knows, the Broncos and the Chargers as well. Um the AFC is just so much fun right now. And I and I think, you know, we're going to keep having these classic, classic games. And the one consistent in all these classic games so far has been Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, I think to me, if you are a team, a general manager in the AFC, if you are a front office in the AFC, if you're a head coach in the AFC, if you are a fan of an AFC team uh, that doesn't play in Kansas City, you need to say to yourself, you need to look in the mirror, and you need to also just say to yourself, one of us has got to figure out a way to make sure this is not the Arrowhead Invitational. And it was looking as though it wasn't going to be the Arrowhead Invitational this year. And then obviously the uh, tragedy of DeMar Hamlin and that Monday Night Football game led to what we can only then say uh, is a is uh, an opportunity blown by the Bills to have this as a neutral site uh, at home when they then... Uh, lost to the Bengals at home um, in the in the divisional round, and so I I think that the Arrowhead played a huge factor in that game. It's why that play wasn't officially blown dead. It's why the Bengals' offense, backup offensive line, struggled mightily early in the game and got them into a little bit of a hole. It's why the Bengals couldn't really unleash their deep passing arsenal because if the Bengals were at home against that Chiefs defensive line, they would have had a quiet crowd. They would have had a, an ability to uh, to uh, help out their offensive line a little bit more and maybe open up their passing game some more. Uh, on the flip side, for the Eagles versus the, the Niners, a lot of people are saying, well, the Eagles had the biggest cakewalk ever to a Super Bowl. Well, you know what? That's what they get. They had the best record in the NFL this year. They earned that cakewalk. That's what being the number one overall seed is all about. They deserve that cakewalk. So I have no problems with that at all. And now they are getting, pound for pound, the best quarterback, best coach combo, best tight end in the NFL at a neutral site. So they, if they if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I have no problem saying the Eagles were the best team this year and they deserved it. Because even though, yes, they cakewalked through the NFC, the NFC is a cakewalk. We knew it uh, at the start of the season. When, uh, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the, the NFC started taking shape a year ago and what it was going to be, and especially then with the Rams falling apart, the NFC was a cakewalk. So, um, uh, you know, they deserve a ton of credit for playing with intensity when they injure a starting quarterback as well. As soon as Brock Purdy went out in that game, you can make the argument that, oh, they, well, they could take the, their foot off the gas and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and just waltz through and maybe it would have got close. Like, no, the Eagles stepped on their throats after Brock Purdy went off the game. And I think that shows you that the Eagles are are to be feared uh, in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. So, how do I feel about this game? Well, I'll I'll put it out this way: in order for the Eagles to win, I think the game has to be physical. I think the game has to be uh, one for them in the trenches. I think they have to be able to unleash Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox. I think they uh, for the Eagles to win. They have to hit those big over-the-top deep balls when the opportunities are there. Jalen Hurts is going to have to connect on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith with at least one or two big balls. Um, that's not hard to do for them. So I, I actually think the game plan is easier for the Eagles to win this game. But 
they are at a coaching disadvantage. They are at a quarterback disadvantage. And in big games, having a coaching advantage and having a quarterback advantage is huge. Uh, but saying that, even though the Chiefs have the coaching advantage and the quarterback advantage, they absolutely have to have a tremendous day from their offensive line. They had to find a way to get Pacheco 15 carries, 65, 70-plus yards. they got to be able to get some chunk runs. they got to get some easy third and fours. they got to get some easy second and threes because of some nice first down runs from Pacheco. They have to be able to, on the flip side, put the Eagles in third and longs and second and longs and make the Eagles uh, feel jittery about their run game and maybe abandon their run game. If I'm a Chiefs fan, if Jalen Hurts beats me, I can live with that. I don't. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'd be sick to my stomach because we give up 200 yards rushing to a great rushing attack. Jalen Hurts' legs and Miles Sanders beats me running the balls. That would make me sick to my stomach. That's a brutal way to lose a Super Bowl. Um, so those are my early thoughts on it. I'm going to spend some more time uh, and make an official prediction on it uh, next week. I will also add to this game... I think that the I think that if you're Patrick Mahomes and the legacy of Patrick Mahomes has to be a little bit if you are the greatest of all time and this is your era and you want to start actually being compared to Tom Brady well Tom Brady prevented Manning from winning Super Bowls Tom Brady prevented Big Ben from winning Super Bowls Tom Brady was a thorn in the side of many great quarterbacks across the era for winning Super Bowls, right? So Pat's got to start doing that. You know, you can you can lose one to Brady. Brady prevented Pat from winning a second, right? So you got to start being like MJ, right? You got to prevent Carl Malone. You got to prevent Sir Charles. You got to prevent Shaq from winning one on his own. If you are... If you are to truly be considered that, I think this is a huge, huge week for Patrick Mahomes uh, and and his legacy. Now, for Jalen Hurts, it's a huge payday opportunity. Jalen Hurts has been terrific. Jalen Hurts is the leader you want him to be. Jalen Hurts is what we wanted Kyler Murray to be, only bigger, more physical, a little less accurate, but a true dog and a baller and a leader and a guy that can rally a locker room. And so Jalen Hurts is a uh, is is a is is looking to benefit big time from this weekend. Um I think this is gonna be a great game. My other thoughts on it will be I, I think it's it's a little higher scoring than you might think. I think it's a little more back and forth than you might think. I think Rihanna's gonna be terrific. I think Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem is gonna be terrific. I think it's gonna be a great Super Bowl. I don't expect a blowout either way. I really don't. I'd be very surprised if either team won this game by double digits or more. If it's double digits, it's one team pulls away late, but it's still think to, thought of as a really close, really great game. I, I just don't see this being uh, a Peyton Manning Broncos, uh, uh, you know, uh, Seahawks Super Bowl. I just don't. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. When we come back, wrapping up the show with some D'Amico Ryans, the Texans thoughts, and some uh, uh, some Pro Bowl thoughts, and, of course, some NBA All-Star thoughts. Live and local, it's on the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. People of every age and ethnicity because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. 
and we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, the number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, you got to stop in and ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on the new and the used vehicles. If you can't stop in the dealership this weekend, well, then just go to shopcunis.com, cunisquincy.com, uh, and your Cunis Honda, cunishyundai.com. They have a bunch of different stuff. Check them out on social media as well. They do a great job on their Facebook pages, keeping you up to date with new specials when things arrive, and tell them Mark sent you when you get to the dealership. All right, we're going to be wrapping up this uh, pre uh, the week before the Super Bowl episode one seventy two here of on the mark on this uh, on this February fourth with a couple quick hitter topics here. Just spend a couple minutes on each one. We'll start with D'Amico Ryan's, the former defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Houston Texans. Listen, the Texans are a dumpster fire. We know this. They, they fired uh, two coaches the last two years. They have uh, a, a plethora though now of picks uh uh, uh they have a, a a good amount of cap space and they have a fresh start with a really fresh face great um uh defensive head coach now do i love teams going defensive head coaches obviously you know the trend is is leaning towards offense in the NFL but also I will say you have seen defensive head coaches still have success and be successful. You just got to find the right quarterback and you got to find uh, the, the the build around that quarterback with the talent. So listen, Houston's got a ton of picks. They have cap space. And if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, the best thing I, that, that uh, is coming from this is that you are getting the six years. You lock them in. So Houston, a historically kind of uh, – uh, poorly run and uh, overreacting type of franchise is now going to be able to say, all right, we got our guy. We got our new face of our franchise with, with D'Amico Ryans. Young, up-and-coming, energetic, um, a brilliant defensive mind, was a really good player, and he can relate to the players. And now let's go get our quarterback. I think Houston should absolutely be calling on Chicago to just try to see what it would take to get number one. So they just have their choice and get your building box, get your quarterback, get your coach, and go on and uh, be aggressive uh, towards building towards your future. I think it's a good hire, and I think for D'Amico Ryans, I'm happy he got the six years so he can uh, have that security of even if this franchise goes wacko and they decide to do what they always do and fire coaches and be weird, he gets the guaranteed money and uh, he'll he will have a job as a defensive coordinator immediately if uh, things go south in Houston. So I think it's a a win-win for him and for the Texans. They need stability. They need a face, and D'Amico Ryans can be that for them. Uh, The Pro Bowl is just um, not going to be anything fun, I think, to watch. I'm excited tomorrow to watch the skills challenges. I think that's fun. I think the Eli Payton stuff is fun. But now we got no Josh Allen, no Joe Burrow, no Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. You got Derek Carr, Tyler Huntley. I mean, oh my God, this is kind of a mess. I think Tua's the other one now in the AFC. Listen, um, the reports are Josh Allen said to the NFL, "I, I can't. I got an injury, and and yet he's playing in like a pro am golf thing. Good for him. I'm not mad at Josh Allen at all. He should do that." Forget the Pro Bowl. I, I mean, this is just a disaster. I just hope that you can't 
this, uh, you know, Derek Carr being named as an alternate shouldn't count as like, oh, Derek Carr, another Pro Bowl. Like he's now a four-time Pro Bowler. It shouldn't count. As long as you, you can make sure that doesn't work. Like Tyler Huntley should not be a Pro Bowl quarterback. He should not be allowed to say Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley, right? Can we can we agree to that? You played in the Pro Bowl as an alternate, but you are not a Pro Bowl quarterback. But then it's just weird because it's like, well, it's a Pro Bowl flag football game. I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is just odd. It's a mess. Uh, the fact that um, uh, that Allen is missing it for a golf tournament, it just goes to show you that this the idea of it has run its course. Name your pro bowlers and then just say, hey, there's going to be a fun weekend and, all, and then just call it an all-star weekend, a, a festivities of NFL fun and celebration in Vegas. But for them to be called a, a pro bowl quarterback – Tyler Huntley, that it just makes no sense. And kudos to Josh Allen for uh, for passing on the uh, the event. I think that's actually a good thing. I know you may be thinking, "What?" I'm like, "No, no." I, I think it's actually I think it's actually a good thing. Uh, finally, I want to end on this: the NBA All Star starters have been announced. Um, it was something I didn't cover last week on the show, uh, but LeBron James' nineteenth All Star game. Uh, he's the captain for the West, uh, a, and the starters are um, LeBron, Curry, Jokic, Luka, and Zion. Listen, Zion, um, that's tough. It's tough. It's one of those things where it's like, listen, Zion had a really great start. He's had a great start, and then he, in, injuries and the Pelicans were certainly overperforming, and Zion himself is just such a star. I think this is a, a very, very good team. I... I I'll just say this, Jokic is quickly building a career that you could argue he's a top three center of all time, and center might be the most debated, hardest position of group in, in NBA history to try to figure out the best of the best. Curry is, to me, the second greatest point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson, and Luka is building a career that's you know starting to look like LeBron's where you might just argue – him, Magic, and, and and LeBron, there's just nothing like when we've seen before as far as like a guard who plays big uh, that uh, you just can't defend on any part of the floor. Um, and, and so that, that 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 West team is, is very, very good. It's very loaded. And LeBron making the all-star team and the all-star captain again uh, for all these years of them picking the squad, it's just, it's just funny at this point. For the East... Uh, Giannis is your captain. I think this makes sense. Listen, you know how I feel. Giannis is the best player in the world right now. He's been it for about two years. This is the third year of Giannis being the best player in the world. He's got his ring. Um, he is, uh, to me, the man to beat in the tougher Eastern Conference. Uh, it takes, it takes, you know, injuries to his team and superstars, uh, teaming up on other teams and built and, 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 and built to, to beat Giannis in the East. I still like the Bucks when they're healthy is the best team in the NBA and Giannis the best player in the NBA. Uh, Tatum, it makes sense. Tatum is the best player on the 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 best overall team on the East. It's not the Bucks. Um, he is a stud. He is a scoring machine. He's not as overall rounded as a, as a great uh, player as Giannis as uh, you know as Luca I would argue or as Jokic. Uh, but he is definitely a top 10 player in the NBA and deservedly an all-star starter. Uh, Kevin Durant is maybe uh, the, one of the top three scorers in NBA history, just scoring the basketball. He's an all-star starter. I think it's deserved. He had a great year, uh, is having a great year so far up until the injury. Kyrie Irving, credit to him. And this is, uh, you know, there's some people who have really strong thoughts on this, and I think it's funny, and I, I don't think it's uh, necessarily untrue. Kyrie Irving is... Uh, uh, deserves to be an all-star starter this year. He really does. Um, he's played very well, and it's just funny that you hear less chaos from Kyrie on the year that he is in a contract year and possibly maybe being traded and making a lot of money uh, that all of a sudden he's, you, have, you have less things about flat earth. He's playing every game. He's being a good teammate. It's funny how that works when you have the possibility of being traded and uh, making a uh, a ton of money. Uh, in the off season, this is just funny. And then Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, uh, he's been terrific. He is now the best player on the the biggest um, threat 
team, the up-and-coming team in the league that would it shock any of us if the Cavs were in an Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 against the Bucks or the Celtics? I don't think so. They are uh, they have built a unique, fun, amazing roster to watch, and Donovan Spider-Mitchell is the catalyst for them. Uh, so I think those are all the deserved starters. I think in the West you could argue Morant maybe over Zion as just far as players go. Um, I wouldn't have any problem with that. In the East, I, I, I think they got it right. I, I don't know who you put in in the East over these five as far as having to having to fill out a, a starting five and a roster in that way. Uh, I think it all makes sense. It just it works it, it right now. Uh, there's a, the, the reserves are going to be tough, uh, really tough. There's a lot of great players in the East, and uh, I think overall the East is more there's more depth. But the West still, as far as starters go, Jokic, LeBron, Luka, Curry, Zion, I mean, that is an insanely formidable starting starting five. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. Thank you to Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Next week, Super Bowl weekend, I will be here to give you my official picks. We will break down the game fully, all the storylines surrounding Super Bowl week. You know there's going to be some trades. You know there's going to be some coaching hires. We'll cover it all. Thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Nevada.